Okay, how we doing? We're doing good. Everybody have Monday off tomorrow? Not everybody? Yeah, you had it last week? Tuesday and Monday off? Wow, okay, we've had a lot of school off. You guys ever go to school? <laughs> no, you guys never go to school? Well, I am SP, like Will said, if I have not met you. I think I have met almost all of y'all. But this morning, I have the privilege of talking to you guys about the Good Shepherd um, and the Lost Sheep. So we're going to be in Luke 15 this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. It'll be on the screen as well. But I would encourage you, if you have your Bible, to open it because there's so much power about just even reading it in your own lap. So um, open up your word to Luke 15. And I am going to go ahead and pray for our time because I need the Spirit's work to work through, to speak through me. I do, you guys do not want to hear my words, I promise you. And nor do I want you to hear my words. I want you to hear the Holy Spirit's words and his word because um, his word alone can change a heart. And I am aware of that. So you guys do me a favor and pray with me. And then we'll dive in to the parable of the lost sheep. Father God, you are a good, good God. You rule and you reign over all. God, thank you that you are our good shepherd. And like we're going to dive into today, like both high school and middle school are talking about today, of you are the good shepherd. Um, so thank you that we are all talking about this at the church. We are all getting to hear more about how we are sheep that have gone astray, how we are like sheep that are prone to wander around, yet we need a good and perfect shepherd. So God, would you speak through me this morning? Would you not allow anything of my own words to come out, but would it all be from you? So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. I ask that you would move in mighty ways. Would you... Um, just be still our hearts, and may we know that you are God this morning. May we learn something new about your good word and your good, your goodness and your mercy that will follow us all the days of our lives. We love you and praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, how many of y'all remember I talked about a good shepherd a couple, like, maybe a year ago now? Does anyone remember that? One, two. I don't even think you were here in middle school <laughs> yet. But... I appreciate you, like, thinking of that and wanting to be there. Um, well, I have, um, looking through the list of some topics that we are, or some parables in Luke we are going through, um, this one stood out to me because I, y'all, if you know me, if you've been in a small group with me, you know that how much I love to talk about sheep and a shepherd because this topic transformed the way I view God. Like, when I f fully came to understand that God was my good shepherd, like, my life was transformed. When I fully came to understand that I was, like, a sheep and what that means, because his word just literally, like, like, it talks about us being sheep in this so many times, from Old Testament all the way to New Testament. It compares us to, like, sheep. And some of you guys are like, why sheep? Like, why not, like, a dog? Why not, like, a cow? Why, like, why a sheep? And we're going to get into that. Um, and I'm glad you asked that, because sheep... And, like, it's important why Jesus chose sheep, because that is, like, the main point here. Because sheep, does anyone know anything about sheep? Can I ask you guys? Anyone know anything? Anna Love. They always need a shepherd because they wander a lot. Ellie. Once they're flipped over, they can't get back up. Margaret.
Yeah. Okay. Y'all listen to that. That was awesome. She said, they're in a flock and there's, they're like gathering together and a shepherd is one who takes care of them and looks after them. Did I miss anything? Oh, from sheep or from wolves or from scary dogs or wild animals. That's awesome. One more, Irene. You're closed. Do you have experience in that? Interesting. I would love to hear that story. Everybody go talk to Irene after this because that's a, I bet that's a really funny story. Maggie, you want to say one more? You have something different? They are helpless. I love that. What a good transition. Thank you. Did you know what, do you, do you see my notes right now? No, okay. No, all of y'all literally nailed down exactly what I wanted to tell you guys about sheep. You guys already, already know this. It's awesome. Sheep are like vulnerable. They are desperate for a shepherd to protect them, like Margaret said, from wild animals. They, once they're flipped over on their backs, they are literally helpless. They will just sit there until someone cares for them. So why are we like sheep? Have any, has any of y'all ever thought about that before? Like, why are we compared to, like, sheep? What do you think, Ellie? Listen to that. She said, we are helpless. And like it says in the Bible, all sheep have gone astray. Y'all, that is straight from Scripture right there. And that is actually something I was going to bring up. So I love that she brought that up. Because all of us are, like, helpless sheep that are in desperate need of a shepherd. But here's the thing is that we're about, to read, we're about to hear a story that Jesus tells to certain people. You'll see them in a second. He te- he's telling these to people that think they don't need a shepherd. They think they can do it by themselves. They think, how many of y'all ever thought, like, if I just do all these really good things, then, like, my life will be great? Or, like, if I just build my resume so well, I will get into whatever job I need, whatever, I, whatever school I go to next, like all of these things. We're like building, we're constantly like people that are like trying to boost our shoulders up, you know, like boost us up, ourselves up, saying, I can do it by myself, I can do it by myself. But what Jesus is about to explain is that you can't do it by yourself. And he tells us that over and over and over. And some of y'all are like, that's kind of rude, <laughs> but it's actually, once you really understand it, it's actually one of the most, like, reassuring, like, peaceful and joyful things that we get to rest in the arms of a good shepherd. I don't know if any of y'all were there at Winter Grace, but Chad Scruggs talked about grown-up theology. Does anyone remember what he talked about? Anyone hear that? Grown-up theology. You want to say it? That we can sit in God's lap He used that terminology, good job, that we can sit in the lap of Jesus, our Father, as a little two-year-old child sits in the lap of her Father. That is grown-up theology. So you guys want to grow in what God's Word, like you guys want to grow up as like a believer and know God? Go sit in his lap as a child does and observes the way that that her or his Father moves around. So before I go too far without reading the reading this verse. Does anyone want to read it for us? We're going to read Luke 15, 1 through 7. Go for it. I'm going to put you on the mic. Is that okay? Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him, and the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? 
And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents, over ninety-nine righteous persons who need to to need no repenting. Awesome. Thank you for reading that. That was awesome. Well done. Okay, so what is this parable saying? Does anyone see who he's talking to? Who is he talking to? Tax collectors and Pharisees. And who is with him? Who else is with him, Irene? Sinners. Do you know why he says that? Why he calls them sinners? Maggie kind of touched on this a little bit and how, like, crazy it is to eat with sinners. Like, how unheard of. Because all these Pharisees think that they are like, they themselves are cleaned up and good to go on the outside. But what, it, like, to them, they see these sinners and say, you're not even cleaned up. What Jesus is about to explain to us, before, like, if you're going to zone out, listen to this. What Jesus is about to explain to us is that we are in desperate need of him and cannot clean ourselves up. And he actually says, hey, you come to me, all you who are sinners, <laughs> all you who are dirty, and have, like, sinned against me, come to me, and I will give you rest. Sit in my lap, know more about me, and then you will be clean. But it doesn't, it, it's not the opposite. You cannot clean yourself up and then come to, and then, like, Jesus doesn't expect you to clean yourself up. In fact, he says, you can't clean yourself up. Come to me, sit with me, spend time with me, and the more you soak in his word, the more you spend time with me, the more you will know that he is good, the more that you will taste and see that he is good. Okay, so he's talking to these people, and what is he talking about? What's the story? He tells them about a, 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 a shepherd who loses one sheep. He has 99, right? Or I guess he has 100 sheep, right? Has 100 sheep, and one, like, goes off, maybe follows a little butterfly off the path or something like that. But he, he gets off track. And the shepherd's counting there, and a good shepherd, listen to me real fast, a good shepherd can know when one is missing. Like, a good shepherd has, like, a good concept of, wait, I feel like one is missing because he knows his sheep well. He's not just one that's distant, that walks in from his house and says, looks good, and then, you know, goes back. No, a good shepherd knows he has to be with him 24-7. I was watching this interview of a shepherd with a sheep. And he was saying, yeah, I spend the night out in the barn some nights. Like, I spend the night literally with the sheep because of robbers that come in, of, like, people, like, hawks. He literally said there's been, they lost ten sheep because hawks and eagles have come and snatched them up. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how, none of us have ever thought about that, I guarantee you, because we don't own sheep. Most of us, I don't think, do. Maybe Irene does because she has story behind it. Um, but most of us don't own sheep, so we don't think about this, how desperate sheep are, like how vulnerable sheep are. Like dogs will come eat them or whatever it is. So the shepherd spends so much time with them by sitting with them, by sleeping in the barn with them, by staying up late with them, by like by being with them, okay? So he tells a story of one goes off, and what does he do? Does he just go and say like, oh, good, like, man, one's gone, but at least I have 99? No. He says, wait, one is missing. Like, I've got to go get this sheep. I've got to go find him because he's probably in need of help. Why? Because sheep are desperate for someone to help them. Okay, so he's like, I've got to go. He doesn't just look at his other 99, but he leaves them and says, I'm going to go care about that individual sheep. 
I'm going to care about that individual sheep because he loves them, right? Because he knows them. He probably knows them by name, too. That's the thing. It's like Jesus knows you by name. As a shepherd would know his sheep by name, and he can pick them out from any other flock. He knows you by name. So my first point, I'm off track already but for the guys in the back with the slides. I'm going to talk about three points. One, the sheep. Two, the searching. And three, the shepherd. Yes, they're all S's if that helps you. S's for SP. Just kidding. S's for sheep and searching and shepherd. Okay, so we're already talking about the sheep. So sheep are desperate and dependent upon a shepherd. So Jesus brings up this story saying, hey, like that one has gone astray. I'm going to go search for them and I'm going to bring them back. Sheep are well, okay, actually, Ellie already brought this verse up. Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. So Jesus is telling a story about sheep, but what he's really telling a story about is our own personal hearts. What he's really telling a story about is not physical sheep, but he's telling them that like those who are prone to wander like sheep, we are like sheep that are prone to wander. Y'all got, you know the song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. They're prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God that I love. Prone to, like, imagine a sheep saying that. I know I'm prone to wander, shepherd, I feel it. I'm prone to leave the shepherd that I love. Like, that's what we are saying. We are saying we are like sheep that are prone to wander, that are get off track, where they see a butterfly and they go off track. They see, you know, whatever, freedom in in their minds. How many of you guys have ever lost a stuffed animal? And you, like, know you lost a stuffed animal. You're like, no, 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 I know I have probably a bucket full of, like, what, thousands of other stuffed animals, yet you know when that stuffed animal is missing. That's what the shepherd is saying. I know when that stuffed animal is, is, is missing. And, in fact, I'm not just going to be like, great, we'll move on. I'm going to go search for that. Like, have you all ever sought after that, like, tried to find it, like, gone everywhere to find it? Like, gone, like you know, ask your mom, ask your dad, search under the bed. Like, you're searching for this. And, you know, they don't have souls, so they're not, like, desperate waiting for you to arrive. <laughs> but sheep are. Sheep are, like, probably stuck in the thorns or stuck on a cliff or something like that where a shepherd needs to reach down to get them. So who are the sheep that Jesus is talking about? Us. Like, we are the sheep. We are the sheep that are prone to wander. But what we re- need to realize first before I go into the second parts is that we are broken and desperate for a Savior. We are broken and desperate for a Savior. And sheep, like they are broken and desperate for a Savior, we are also in need of a Savior. Sheep cannot save themselves. In fact, I watched this video. Um, I sent it to Maggie and said, should I play this? And she said, yeah, it would be funny. But I couldn't get it up, so it's okay. I'm going to describe it. But the shepherd goes in this little trench. He picks up the sheep. Let's it like let's it go on the on the green grass and y'all there's pastures like pastures and and like tons of land that that sheep could go to but the sheep literally does this wanders 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 goes to the grass all of a sudden goes back straight to the trench not even three seconds later and the shepherd goes what <laughs> like I literally just saved you out of this and he just like face plants into this trench again so that like picture that is like us. And in my own personal life, I see that happen in my life where I say, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do that again. And yet my Redeemer saves me because I, I repent and I confess, Lord, I am prone to wander. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for this. And yet all of a sudden I'm like this. And then, you know, 
once again, and I'm back in the trench. Like, I, I do it again. I don't know if y'all have ever felt like that, where you maybe told a lie, and you're like, that was so, like, I, man, now I'm going to have to continue to tell lies. And you're, like, in your head, and then all of a sudden, it, the truth comes out. You repent, but then, like, four weeks later, and you're like, why do I feel the need to tell another lie, <laughs> right? Like, to cover up, to make ourselves like Pharisees do, with a great resume, with a great, like, outside front where we're like, listen, I've got it all together. But if I told you I got it all together, I would be lying to you because I am just as like a sheep as you guys are. I am just as much like a, like a desperate, broken sheep that needs a Savior. And so sheep are vulnerable. They're pretty dumb. Like, they're pretty, like, they're, they're clueless when it comes to these things. They need a Savior. The searching. Okay, so what does he do? He doesn't just leave the leave the nine or he doesn't just leave that one hanging right he says I need to go find my lamb and look at this can you go back to the verse real fast the section awesome okay if you look under verse six or you see the number six to the side over here on the right or your left no you're you're right um, it says for I have it says rejoice with me for I have found what blank sheep does anyone see that? Under number six, for I have found my sheep. Okay, so that is important. Why do I point that word out? For I have found my sheep. Because he's not just saying, I have found the sheep. He claims it himself and says, I have found my sheep. Which means, as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ, as I've, already, like, I've surrendered my heart to him, I continuously am prone to wander. Like it is a day-to-day battle of me saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. My good shepherd, help me not to wander from your commandments. As Psalm 119 says, help me not to wander. Help me not to, like, to wander off and go astray. Help me. It is a day-to-day battle. But you know what he says, and Mark Davis talked about this this morning? He claims you as your as as his. You are his as a believer in Jesus Christ. If you are in Christ, you are his sheep. And so a lot of times our culture says, once you become a believer, you have to have it all together and look good. But in fact, what Jesus is saying, no, I recognize you can't do it by yourself. Like it is a day-to-day me sitting on my knees and saying, Jesus, help me. Help me. I am like a sheep that has gone astray. Help me. I need you. I need a good shepherd that gently corrects me when I go wrong, that, gent- that, that takes care of all the bad guys around me because he protects me because why? He, I'm his and he loves me. So the searching is, is like the story. Like he's searching for his, his land because he knows that is my sheep. Okay, let me tell you guys this story. I grew up as a lab or with labs. Does anyone have labs? That not many of y'all actually. Lots of golden retrievers, I'm assuming. No, lots of other dogs. I would love to hear your dogs later and see pictures of them later. But anyways, I grew up with two with a couple labs. At one point in my life, I was probably about y'all's age. I had two labs, one white, one black, and I I know they were cute. Okay, so one of them was short for Tennessee. We called her Tinny. Funny, I know. Long story. And then the other one was Nilla. Like the white one was Nilla. Okay, you guys can put that together. Okay, so. My white lab was so dumb. <laughs> to be honest, like, like, like I'm pretty sure retrievers are supposed to be, like, pretty smart animals. 
She was just not. Like, she didn't have it up there. Anyways, we love her to death. Like, I literally love this dog so much. Yet as soon as we opened the door, like, we cared for her. We fed her. We did all these wonderful things. We rubbed her belly. We rubbed her back. We rubbed everything that, she, you know, all the, they, behind the ears where they love. Like, we cared for this dog. But as soon as we would open a, the door, she's gone. She is gone, like wandering completely off. Like we are like, she's probably like four blocks down. You might have seen her. I don't know. Maybe y'all were like just being born at that time. I don't know. (laughs) You might have seen her on the road though. She was just gone. Anyways, we cared for her. We did everything we like could for her. Yet she like couldn't comprehend if I run away tonight, I won't have like a safe warm place to sleep. I won't have food. I won't have like you know, people to rub my belly and all this stuff. Like, she, like, was not, she was clueless to this stuff. Yet, in my mind, if I could sit and talk to her, I'd be like, hey, Nilla, like, don't wander from me because, like, you have everything you need here. Like, in this warm home, you have everything that you need right here, right here. We care for you. We love you. We will provide every one of your needs for you. Yet, she couldn't comprehend it. And what do we do? Do we just, like, when soon as she left the house, were we just, like, well, at least we have another dog in the house. No, we sought after her, right? Like, we would go and search for her. One time we found her in the pound because someone had to turn her in. Like, we we sought after her, and there was never a time where my family just sat back and said, thank you, Tenny, for not running off. We're good. We're a family of eight now, you know? Like, we didn't just sit back and say, it's okay. No, we cared for her. We loved her. And like that story shows a shepherd doesn't just sit back and rest. A shepherd seeks after his because he loves them. And if y'all lost your dog, if your dog ran off too, you would want him to be back in the presence of his loving shepherd, right? I know it's not like a dog Dog doesn't consider you his shepherd. But in that same sense, like a dog knows his master, right? And that master cares. If he truly loves, he's going to provide every need for him. Okay, so the searching part we have discussed. Now, on to the shepherd. Who is our good shepherd? You guys tell me. Who, do we have any idea? Jesus. Anna Love, are you going to say Jesus as well? Yeah? Amazing. You guys know the answer to that. Jesus considers himself, in John 10.10, if you can throw that slide. Oh, yeah, you got it. Ahead of me, thank you. Um, John 10. 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Okay, so Jesus then says, this is, you know, I I don't know timeline when he says this parable versus that, but he calls himself the good shepherd, right? But he doesn't, and I love this because he doesn't just say, I am the shepherd. He says, no, I am the good shepherd, And a good shepherd is very different than just a shepherd who considers himself one to just stand in the field and say, there's my sheep. No, a good shepherd knows when they need, you know, to be protected, when they need food, when all this stuff. A good shepherd knows his sheep. So Jesus, what is Jesus saying in here then? I know you. You are my sheep. If you are in Christ, you belong to me. And so when you are prone to wander, I don't leave you hanging I don't just leave you there. I will seek after you. And you, if you, it says, repent and repent and like confess these things to him that you are prone to wander. Confess these things. And, and you get to be back in the presence of your father, like of your good and perfect shepherd when you are lost and now found. 
I think y'all have probably heard this multiple times. Amazing Grace says this. I, I, I was once lost, and now I'm found. I was once blind, and now I see. I was once without hope, and now I have this hope. I was once without peace, and now I have peace. I was once, like, unloved and just, like, out there, <laughs> and now I am loved because I know that my Redeemer, my Savior, my Shepherd cares and loves me. So God is like our good shepherd. Jesus <laughs> considers himself our good shepherd, and God loves his sheep as a shepherd loves his sheep. So it's not, this passage is not just saying you are infinitely lost. Hear me out. This passage is not just saying you are infinitely lost, but you are, it's also saying you are infinitely loved and treasured and valuable by your good shepherd. Like he values you, your treasure, your loved by him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Maybe you find yourself in this place where you're like, I feel like I'm wandering over and over. And maybe you don't. And maybe that's actually pride in you that's saying you're, you're good. You're better than everybody else. So that in itself is something that we, like I need to check my own heart and repent of too. Because there are times where I find myself being like, well, at least I didn't do that. Well, at least I didn't do this. But I, like, I, I'm prone to wander, right? So what do I have to do? I have to lay back in the arms or the, sh- the lap of my good shepherd and say, hey, I need you, right? Hey, I know there's distractions back there. We keep paying attention. We're almost done here. You are infinitely loved by your good shepherd. So Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, I think I threw that up on the side if it's not up there already. It says, come to me, all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, so sheep are heavy laden and, like, have, like, well, actually, they probably don't even know they have so many burdens, but they don't even, like, because they don't realize they're dependent. But we are, like, we know we're dependent, right? We know we, are, we need everything. It's like, like a baby. Baby can't do anything for themselves either. We're dependent. So this is saying, come to me, come to Jesus, come sit in the lap of your heavenly father, as grown-up theology is. Come sit in the lap of your heavenly father and rest in me. I will make you lie down in green pastures. Where does that come from? Psalm 23, I'll make you lie down in green pastures. Sheep only lie down when they're satisfied from hunger, when there's no division between them, and when they know they're in the presence of their shepherd because they they can rest. So rest in him and know and trust him that he cares for you. He knows your every need. He loves you, and he laid, in fact, laid himself down for you as a good shepherd does. Now listen to this. This is the coolest thing. He does not just consider himself a good shepherd, but he actually, no other religion does this. This, is, this, is, this makes Christianity distinct. But he himself knew that you could not do it by yourself. And so became the perfect lamb. Listen to that. He reversed it and said, I know you cannot be the lamb that does everything right. So I will become the perfect and the spotless lamb, as first as Second Corinthians, I think, 5-something says, behold our lamb, the Passover lamb. I think I threw a verse up, or maybe the last slide or something like that. I threw a couple verses up here that compares Jesus to the lamb. Not just the shepherd, but now he's saying, I am also the lamb. So First Peter 1, 18-19, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, um, what is it? 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without spot or blemish. 
Okay, later on it says, let's go, just go down to John 1.36. It says, behold the Lamb of God. Y'all listen to this. Our Savior, our good shepherd said, I know you cannot do it alone. So I will do it for you as the lamb walk this perfect road where he's never going to get down in the, in the ditch. He's not going to fall into the ditch because he walked a sinless, spotless life. He said, I will do it so that you don't have to because you can't. And then, and then I will lay down my life for you as a, as a lamb, you know, as the sacrifice. We've talked about that before and I would love to talk about it more with you. If you still, if, if it doesn't make sense to you, I would love to explain it more, what the sacrifice looks like back from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But he is, what he's saying here is that I am the lamb that was sacrificed on behalf of your sins because you could not do it. Uh, Philippians 2, I didn't put this up, so don't look, you don't need to look for it. But Philippians 2 says he did not consider himself even equal to God. He can, like, he literally humbled himself by, put, like, by, considering your needs above his. He took your needs and says, I know you can't do it alone. I know you need a good shepherd. And I'm actually going to become the lamb, show you what it looks like to walk in perfection, not so that you could do it, but because I've already done it for you so that you can have eternal life if you trust and believe him and walk in that. So my heart is prone to wander like a sheep that has gone astray. And what Jesus is saying in this, in this Luke passage, is that like sheep that have gone astray, we are like that as well, that are in desperate need of a shepherd. But let me tell you guys, your shepherd is not far from you. Like your shepherd loves you, he cares for you, and longs for you to sit in his lap. <laughs> longs for you to just sit by him and say, I trust you with my life, with my needs, with my everyday things and with the things in the future, I trust you with these things because I know that you care for me. And when you know the love of the Father, as a child knows the love of the Father, he, she can sit or he can sit in, his, in the lap of the Father and just like enjoy and rest. So when you know the love of your Father, may you rest in the loving presence of your good shepherd and trust him. And y'all, this is for me too. I need this just as much as I need, as, as y'all need this too. We are in the same category here of I need this reminder. And so this is why I've studied the good shepherd for so long because I love this idea of me being a sheep that is prone to wander and prone to, to need a good shepherd. You guys have done awesome this morning. I'm gonna pray for us. And if you We would love to talk about this more with you after. So if you have any questions, come find us. Father, thank you that you are a good shepherd, that we are in need of a good shepherd, and yet you promise that. You say that you are our good shepherd. You say that you love us and that you care for us. And so, Father, may we trust you more. May we trust you more because we know your love, the fullness of it. It is only by grace that we have been saved. It is only by grace, not of our own doing. But as we watch our hearts that are prone to wander, may that remind us to repent, to walk in confession, and to get, just sit in the lap of our Heavenly Father and our Good Shepherd. Father, we love you and we praise you for who you are. And thank you that you are our Good Shepherd. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.